Hey kids, it's me, Ashley Robots, and we're back for another super exciting, super fun episode of World's Famous. This time out, we're going to flip the script and talk about a trip I took to the flea market. Going to talk about some G.I. Joe stuff. Going to, I don't know, man, it's going to be great. We're going to have a good time. Until then, kick that beat. OKIC Robot, let's get this party started right. Let's get this party started quickly. This is world's famous with IC robot. As we begin, our lads are in Ed's Camaro and en route home with the Tab Cola. Derek, I just have one question and it's very important. What's up, Ed? When we get back home, will you drink the Tab Cola? You know, Ed? I'm not sure. I might. You being a food cube addict is not beneficial to your well being. I think you should drink some. Well, to be honest, at first I didn't mind being into cubes. They do taste good, but after hanging out with you guys and having those Pooptronics dudes beat up I see robots and stuff, I'm really not sure. They did beat him up good. He's not very good at fighting, but we should keep it down. He is asleep. You know, we probably should wake him up, but he looks so comfortable. Derek, I consider us to be warrior brothers. When we fought those Pooptronics troops together, we became bonded for life. I would not steer you wrong and I think you should take the Tab Cola. Wow Ed, that is amazing. I am honored but bro, I heard that Tab tastes really bad. No, I personally love the taste. It's kind of bitter but very refreshing. I don't like bitter things bro. I tried lemonade once and it made it sting when I went to the bathroom. I think that was because it was so bitter. Does Tab make it hurt when you go number one? If so, I am out bro. Well, that could happen but it has never happened to me if that is of any solace to you. What is that beeping sound? That is my CB radio. Should I answer it? Yes, pick it up. It could be important. What's that sound? Oh my gosh, I don't feel good guys. Hey bro, glad you are awake. It is the radio. I am going to answer it. Hello? Who is this? My name is Derek. Shut up, you idiot. This is Iceberg 13. Iceberg? That's weird. Just listen, you geek. I heard from someone up here they, they are setting up a roadblock on the Novation Arrows. There are at least four cars and agents. You guys watch your tags. I have to go. Be well. Good luck. Oh my gosh, was that Iceberg? I... Oh, I thought I heard Iceberg. Yeah, that's what he said his name was. Iceberg or something. Is that that dude that worked with us up on the moon base? That guy was a jerk, but I'm glad he called. I guess he's cool. Everyone buckle up. We are almost at the Narrows. I think I see the roadblock up ahead. Next week, the startling conclusion of the Food Cube Follies. Now let's return to Earth. We begin today with an IC Robots on the Spot report. Vending at the Sebastopol Flea Market. 
yeah, man, we loaded up the car and we went to the flea market to sell stuff. This is something I haven't done in, I think at this point, like, three years. Like, three years plus, man. It's... Of course, you got those two years that were just lost off our, our lives, but then I think I hadn't done it in like a year before that. It's it's always fun. It's nice to get out there. As you guys know, I enjoy the flea market, and it's fun to be on the other side of the table every now and again. And like, over the course of the year, I had spent a lot of time out in the garage just like hanging and banging and hanging and clanging and stuff. And I, I had like gathered up a few boxes of things that I didn't necessarily want, things I didn't necessarily need. And I decided, hey man... Instead of, like, donating these to the Goodwill, why don't I, I take some of these cool things and, and go to the flea market and just see what I can get for them before turning the rest over to the, uh, to the donating god. So, we got up, I think, at, like, not even too early. It was, like, 7.30, we got dressed, and we went out there to Sebastopol. The, the Santa Rosa flea market is so crowded, and it's so, it's just so tightly packed, that I said, hey, man... Why don't we go to the less popular flea market? Because I was also, I was also of the opinion that everybody who flea markets around here actually goes to both. Nobody goes to just like one and goes home. It's just one has more vendors than the other. But as far as like foot traffic, they are about equal over the over the course of the day. So we got there and we got in line to get our spot. There's two entrances, one for the parking lot. And then one one for the vendor side. The tables cost uh, 25 bucks each. We opted for the bigger $30 table, which is almost like, it's almost the size of two tables. Not quite two tables, but it's pretty big. The way that it works there is they have like long rows of tables already in the ground there. You don't have to bring your own or anything, even though some people do. Because you can go around the other side of the table and some people sit up there as well. But we decided to like... We decided to just park in the spot and put the stuff on the on the big tables in front of us. We had, I think, like four or five boxes, like two tubs, two tubs full of clothing that the wife pulled out of out of her stuff. Things she didn't want, things she didn't need, like good wearable clothes, but like things she wasn't into. I think there was a couple tubs of that, and then I had a box full of records. Like for a while, I was kind of in the record collecting, and I still am, but. I don't have, like, a great connection between my stereo and my record player. I have, like, a Bluetooth deal, and it's it's not all that awesome. And, honestly, I do like records. I think they're fun. I like to look at them. But I, I'm more of a CD guy. So I pulled out a lot of records that I didn't want to, um, just to empty out space. Because I also have, like, I have, like, one area of a shelf that is for my vinyl. And that's all there is. If I get a vinyl... Something has to go. I do have, like, a supplemental vinyl clue stacks in the office, but it's not that big. So, you have to be ready to get rid of things in life. You can't just, like, keep everything. If you're going to be a collector of rare antiquities, you also have to be a seller of rare antiquities. You got to let some things go when things come in because we don't have, like, airplane hangers to put our stuff in. We have our offices, our garages, our houses, things like that. So, it's important to be able to let go. And you got to look at it like... Anything I let go is also something that I could reclaim if I so wanted to. It's not like it's gone for all eternity. If I really want it, I could go on the online and I can find another. Nothing is that rare. So it's okay, man. Let some things go. I had some records, some heart records, some Elton Johns, things like that. Things that I, Hoyt Axton, a bunch of country records. Things that I also have on CD. Things that I didn't necessarily need to keep. I also... I brought out a, a few boxes of comics. These weren't long boxes. They were they were like uh, banker's boxes. You know, those big boxes with lids and handles. I had a few of those. 
And these are things that I would buy at the flea market to look at and, and don't want to keep. Things I things I had in the collection that I didn't want to keep. That's the theme we're seeing here at the flea market. It's just things I had, things I looked at, but things that I, I didn't necessarily keep for the long run. So I had some comics. I had some records. I pulled some uh, audio cassettes that I had in my audio cassette collection that I no longer needed. Things from the garage. I had a few racks of those. I had some various random toys and stuff. I had a few, like, weird belt buckles for a while. I was buying, like, collectible belt buckles, like, advertising belt buckles. I had a few from, like, cigarette company and stuff. I brought those out. And then I I pulled a ton of stuff out of my VHS vault, things that I bought that I didn't want. I, I gotta say, I love VHS. I think they're fun. But my... My big attraction is to, like, home-recorded VHS. I love recordings of old TV shows, old movies off TV, and things like that. If it's something that's, like, readily available, like, in a streaming format, I don't necessarily need to have it on VHS unless it has, like, some kind of some kind of nostalgic value to me. And a lot of movies I have on, on, on cassette are out of print. You can't find um, weird, like, uh, special interest stuff. So I, I keep all that stuff. But as far as, like, you know, copies of Predator on VHS, or copies of Rambo, or copies of, like, Death Wish with Charles Bronson, things like that. They're fun, they're cool, I'd pick them up at the dig, and they're kind of kitschy to have around the garage, but I decided I'm just gonna bring these out, too. I brought out, like, two or three big boxes full of VHS, and honestly, the VHS was the big seller of the day. I went through almost everything that I had, I'm not even kidding. We went through, like, all the music, I have, like, a ton of, like, concerts, like, Rat and, like, Judas Priest. I don't know, man. I see these, I see these heavy metal VHSs and I buy them because they seem kind of fun. And then I'll check them out. And they're cool, but it's like, I don't need to keep them. Somebody else might want to try them. You got to think of it this way. You're sort of, you're sort of, like, seeding the field. You know, you buy stuff, you bring it home, but then you put it back out there so that other people can get it. They can grow. You can spread the love. You're... You're seeding your things back into the wild. So I went through, like, not necessarily every tape that I had, but every tape that I had that seemed, like, even remotely interesting flipped. All the records gone. I think I got, like, five or six records left. Most of the toys and gigaws are gone. All the clothes gone. It was a fun day, man. Very stress-free, to be honest. We got there, and then we left around 1, and when the wife looked at me and said, you know... It's one o'clock. Let's start packing up. I was surprised at how quickly the time went by. It was really, really wacky. We saw a lot of, like, hipsters, a lot of, like, digsters, a lot of people we hadn't seen in a long time from the dig. Dig update. I actually, factually, the dig is the Goodwill outlet. I used to hang and clang over there all the time, but it's been closed since everything started. I decided, you know, why don't I just call? Why don't I call the Goodwill office and ask them what they know about the dig? So I called, and the lady on the phone very nice, very cool. She said they're getting like 25 to 30, 40 calls a day about the dig. And they said if they could, they would open the dig right now. The problem is they don't have the staffing. It's interesting right now. There are like a million, billion job openings around Santa Rosa here. Mostly, you know, like your low paying jobs. But there's a million, billion openings. And I guess they're not able to fill a lot of these jobs at the Goodwill. And also she told me that the dig had a lot of like volunteer help, like people with community service hours, and they're just not there right now. So they would love to open right now, but they can't because of staffing. But they do plan on opening it as soon as absolutely possible. They said it's a big money earner for them and they want to get it back. So 
hopefully sometime soon I'll be digging again. I I actually miss that place. For the longest time I didn't. It was kind of refreshing to have it out of my life. It's dirty, it's gross, it's full of villains, but I... I've grown to miss it. But uh, but back to the flea market. We had a really great time. If you have a flea market around you and you have some things you want to get rid of, it's fun to be on the other side of the table. I, I was also really proud of myself. A lot of times we do these things and they are my ideas. It was my idea to go to the flea market. But then as it gets... As it gets closer, I get anxious and I kind of like emotionally implode. And this time I didn't. Somehow I was able to hold it together. I went through it. I was a very friendly guy. The wife does sales. So she's really good at talking to customers, talking to people. She's friendly. She can make a connection to people. I do my best. I do try to be a friendly guy when I'm out there, but it's hard. I'm not like a naturally, like outwardly friendly people. Some people have like the friendliness in their heart. And I... I'm a nice person with love in my heart, but I don't necessarily have friendliness. So it's really, it is a bit of a strain on me to do so. But I came through like a champ. Sometimes, sometimes putting yourself in places that are uncomfortable are good for you in the sense that you can really get a feeling of accomplishment when you're done. So we did that. We set up. We sold. We seemed like we had some of the cooler stuff that day, to be honest, because I was noticing anybody who was like a cool, interesting, kind of hip dude would like hang out at our booth and like look at VHS tapes or look at records, look at the comics or whatever. So I do think we had one of the, like the few sort of like, I don't want to say collectible, but like, you know, cool collectible item booths at the uh, Sebastopol flea market. This, this one tends to be more like clothes, work clothes, tools, things like that. Like more like useful items rather than like rare off the charts collectibles and stuff. They don't even really have that kind of stuff at the the Santa Rosa flea market. I think you got to go to Alameda to get like the uh, the cool collectible gigas. But we had some of the better, cooler stuff at the Sebastopol flea market that day. I will say, I take pride in that. I think we made somewhere around $225, which is like, that's not bad for a fun day out in the sun, getting rid of junk, talking to other junk collectors. Because that is something you do. You do kind of make connections with people out there. You learn people's names. You talked to, I met a cool guy named Luther who collects VHS. I met another guy named Paul who collects VHS. And it's nice to have these people. And it's nice to know that they know that you're into it because maybe they'll come across something that like they don't want that you might want. I let them know that I, I do dig like home recorded stuff. Neither of these two guys said they were into that. So it's like, maybe someday they'll hook me up. Maybe someday I'll hook them up. I don't know. It's the start of a connection and that is kind of invaluable. I... Oh, this is kind of funny. Not really. I walked around the flea market for a little bit. I had to go to the restroom and I kind of dipped into a couple aisles to, to look at things. And as I was walking by, I heard a guy say, sometimes when they're not paying attention, you just got to slap them in the face a couple times so they so they know what they're dealing with. And I turned around like, what are you talking about? What an abhorrent thing to say. And the guy looked at me and he goes, I'm talking about a dog, not a person. And I looked at him and I'm like, that's even worse. Because, like, the person has a chance to call the police or run away. A dog has to just, like, put up with your abuse because they don't speak English. So I just, like, looked at the guy like, what a wacko. What a nut job. Who who slaps a dog? I hope somebody slaps this guy. I should have went up and given him the double slap. Clap, clap. Just to let him know what that's like. But, uh, what a villain, man. I hope I don't ever encounter this guy again. He'll have to get the pump kick to the chest. But at any rate... We had a really good time, man, and check it out. We're going to go to the grocery store tonight, like right now. It's a grocery night, and we're going to use that money from the flea market. So 
a bunch of junk we had in the garage turned out to be our grocery budget for the week with money left over for like a trip to the Dollar Tree or something fun like that. So guys, flea market was a hoot, hoot and a half. I'd even say we had a really great time, all kinds of weirdos, all kinds of strange situations going on. Our guy Ezra dipped by for a while. Ezra's a rockabilly kind of dude. He came and he hung out at our booth and we talked. He's an interesting guy because he will not tell you what he knows. Like he collects like car club plaques and like motorcycle jackets and things like that. And he'll tell me like things he got and I'll be like, oh, you know, what does is, what is something like that go for? You know, in like a retail environment. What's the, what's the value of something like that? What would one expect to pay for something like that at a flea market? And he will not let you know. Like he keeps his secrets to himself. Whereas if you want to ask me, hey man, how much is this comic worth? Or what is this toy? How much is this toy? I'll tell you. I don't care. It's not like... It's not like it's a big secret. I feel like we should all share knowledge with each other. I'm a little secretive about things I like. If there's like some weird little niche that I like, I do sometimes keep it to myself just because I don't want people to like start looking into this niche a little more. Like maybe if they know that I like these things, they'll start looking these things up and discover that like there is like a value to something that they didn't know there was value to before but everybody knows car club jackets are valuable bro you just told me you love them I'm just asking how much they cost why won't you tell me he's a weird guy but anyway good guy good friend we had a good time let's uh let's move forward into the next segment before we get there though we are going to have a uh, message from show sponsor chanel the king of jewelry the jewelry of kings The concept of clean living was created by Chanel. We invented forks. An event plat before us humans had not heard of food or of eating. They did miserable death. Hungry. Chanel, the king of jewelry and the jewelry of kings. 25% off with promo code. IC Robots. Our next bit of information is on IC Robot's recent purchase of a G.I. Joe figure of some sort. Let's hear something about that. If you insist. Let's hear something about that. If you insist. Yeah, man, 100% I insist because I have a figure right here that I bought and paid for with my own money. And if I don't talk about it with you guys, I'm going to feel awfully goofy. So I was over at the Target the other day looking around just doing some hanging and banging and I came across some more Super 7 G.I. Joes and the one that I got today is a guy that like I honestly wasn't too sure I was gonna get but then when I saw him sitting there I decided you know he's never existed as a figure in any form before so it's kind of cool to have somebody that I've never had before as opposed to like my seventh iteration of Duke. So the guy that I got today is a dude that goes by the name of The Game master drone he is a he's a troop builder of sorts i guess he has kind of he's kind of like arctic gear and like a scary clown face he comes from the cartoon episode the game master which was a first season episode which i i like i vaguely remembered so i had to go back on the online and see what i could what i could discover and as it turns out what most people seem to mention when they talk about this episode, The Game Master, is the fact that the Baroness, the Cobra character, the Baroness, is in a bikini 
for the entirety of the episode and that you also see Lady J in her brassiere, which is kind of kind of weird and kind of interesting for an 80s kids show. People people kind of wonder what was going on behind the scenes that had these two things happen in the exact same episode. It's very very peculiar, very odd, uh strange behavior, but at, at, at any rate, I don't I don't dwell on a uh, cartoon bikinis that much. I go more for the action. And what what happens in this episode is basically like a, a team of cobras and joes get captured by this guy the game master who like he tries to assassinate him. He's very similar to the Marvel character Arcade in that he takes people to Murder World and then he murders them and blah de blah de blah de blah. Before we get too far into this, what uh what do we know about the Game Master drone? The Game Master's ultimate and henchmen represent the face of his personal army. These mindless robots are capable of fighting and beating G.I. Joe or Cobra troops with ease. You never know when they will strike. To them this is all a game. Yeah, I realized that that was pretty short, pretty brief, but these guys only appeared the one time, and despite at the end of the episode, the Game Master saying, I'll be back, I'll get you guys soon, he never, never popped up again, you know, maybe, maybe he got taken out, maybe, uh, after all this, Cobra Commander sent some dudes over to, like, pop, pop, and take care of him, I don't know, the dude never showed up again at any way, so let's, uh, let's take a look at this guy here, he's on the card, in the packaging, he has a file on the back. He was made in Vietnam. Codename, Game Master Drone. File name, classified, blah, 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 blah. Represent the maniacal face of his personal army. These happy faces may be the last you see when they are following their master's bidding. You never know when they will strike. To them, this is all a game. Let's, uh... Let's pull him off. I gotta be honest, I'm not overly enthused on this figure. I don't remember the episode that well. I guess the uh, cartoon brassiere didn't stick in my mind as well as it has with other people. But, like I said, he's never existed in figure form before. And that is kind of fun. It's like, this is the rookie figure of a uh, very inconsequential character, which is kind of, you know, kind of cool in the sense. He has a molded-on backpack. Does this actually come off? Yes, it does actually factually come off. That's kind of cool. This is the first one so far that has a removable backpack that I that I can, I know of at, at any rate. Maybe there's others. He has a, like a small laser rifle with a scope. Like I said, he's wearing like He's wearing, like, Arctic gear. He has, a like, a snow parka with a Cobra logo on it. I wish... I wish I had more memories of the episode so I could actually, like, tell you guys what I... what I... what I remember about it. But honestly, I really don't, and I feel bad about that. I feel bad for letting you guys down. I probably should have watched it, but, you know, that would have taken 22 minutes of my life, and I don't have that to spare. You know, every... every second counts. When you're out there in, in the real world. And I didn't want to spend 20, 22 minutes of uh, time watching G.I. Joe episodes on Tubi's. Do you guys do you guys watch Tubi? Do you watch the old episodes of G.I. Joe? Sometimes they have like... Well, honestly, all the time. They have a Hasbro stream on YouTube. And you can watch G.I. Joe episodes live. I I do do that from time to time. I put them on his background. But uh, they, they're not really like... 
They're not really that awesome. As much as we look back in 80s cartoons, they're fun, they're cool, but they don't really like... They don't really hold up as much as like G.I. Joe comic books hold up. I think the comics hold up 1,000%. Sure, there's like some slang and some things like that, some comic tropes or whatever, but like as far as like storytelling things, they definitely do hold up. Shout out to Larry Hama. If you're a Larry Hama fan, consider joining the Patreon at supportthereport.com. Went to a show, got a whole neat panel with Larry Hama explaining a whole bunch of cool behind-the-scenes G.I. Joe things, but uh, let's examine this figure. He has the the reaction uh, five points of articulation at the legs, at the shoulders, and at the head. Removable backpack. He has a gun. I do think the sculpting of this is actually pretty decent, and I, I wonder, can you pop these guys' heads off? Is there some way to do that? I would imagine that there is, but I don't... I don't know, because if I could get my hands on one of the Cobra Troopers, it might be worthwhile to pop the head off and make my own Cobra Arctic Trooper. Did you hear that? Ursa the, the dog just walked in. What's up, baby? What are you doing? She's now on the couch making a making a run in, a guest appearance. She wants to go for a walk right now. She just woke up, wants to go for a walk. Generally, when she wakes up, within an hour or so of that, she wants to go for a walk, and I don't mind. I used to... I used to, like, when I would walk her, I would think it was really important to, like, get exercise for me and her, but I, I flipped the script. Now, when I go for a walk with my dog, I just let her sniff and look around as much as she wants. I figure, you know what? This is her big outing for the day. It's not my big outing for the day. It's hers. So why not, why not let her sniff? Why not let her look? Why not be kind? Why not just do all these things? That's what I do. So anyway, this figure, he's fine. He's cool. One wonders if maybe I should have bought that Duke. They had Duke. They had this guy, they had uh, the Snake Eyes variant, the one that's like, um, he's like a lighter blue. They had three or four of those. And I decided to get this one because there was only one. And to be honest, the wife paid for it. She picked it up for me. Usually I use like my, my PayPal money, my eBay funds to fund these uh, silly toy purchases. But she's like, nah, it's fine, man. I'll, I'll pay for this. So it was a gift. And you can never look a gift horse in the mouth, as they say. So I give this guy a double thumbs up in the... Uh, in the sense that he's a gift. Let's uh, cut the file card off. Snippity snip snip. I have a nice little stack of these over there. And I don't really know what to do with them. Um, if you have any ideas, let me know. I got the Vidal Sassoon brand scissors right here. In full effect. Shout out to Vidal Sassoon. I'd like to bring those guys on as a show sponsor. If you guys know anybody over at Sassoon, let them know that your guy Icy Robots is a big fan of their scissors and would definitely like to endorse them. Also, I lost contact with my guys over at Morton Salt. If you know them, tell them to reach out because your boy Icy Robots would like to go back into business with good old Morton Salt. So, there you have it. I talked about my figure. I talked about dog walking. His face is totally creepy. He has like a red nose, like one of those red pop-on noses that clowns have. And his eyes are all freaked out, man. They look like their little camera eyes. I gotta say that despite not really remembering the character that much, I do think that this is a fine sculpt. I think that if I were younger and I were playing with these guys, if I had him, I might make him not so much a drone as much as I would make him a lunatic. Like he's some... He's some crazy guy, like uh, the Joker, that Cobra hired to work with them, and he paints his face, and he's just like a total schizoid weirdo. But uh, let's move forward into the show, into the uh, final segment, which will be, I'm not really sure, probably just me jibba-jabbing about nothing. We'll be right back. I'm here at one with nature. 
clearing my mind, clearing my thoughts, getting myself prepared spiritually, mentally, emotionally. I've forgotten what it's like to lose. This is World's Famous with your host, PC Robots. You are darn tootin'. This is me, Icy Robots, and the place to be. We are getting ready to take it home, I think, is what uh, what's gonna happen right now. But I thought of a couple, a couple, like, fairly quick flea market memories before we shut the door on that. But it is a door we're gonna reopen because I think it might be fun to, uh, to head out there again as the weather is starting to get nice. I, I tore my shorts when I, when I was, when I was there. I walked... I walked off to go look around for a second. I said I'd go to the bathroom, and I did go to the restroom, but I also looked around for, for some stuff. I found I found two Imperial Unicorns. Imperial is this company that made, like, these large rubber toys. They would make, like, like dinosaurs and dragons and stuff. And for a while, they sort of made these, I would call them, like, Motu knockoff accessories. They made a lion that a character could ride, and then they made a series of unicorns that fit perfectly for the characters, and I already have one unicorn, they, they came in four different shapes, there's one standing, one running, one with like a paw in the air, and then another one, a hoof, a hoof in the air, and then another one in like, in like a running shape, I had one, and then I found two more, I got them for five dollars each, which I thought, which I thought was very, very fair, they don't, they don't like go for a lot on the online, but you don't really like run across them that often, which is weird, Considering that they were, uh, you know, they're made out of hard plastic and there's absolutely no way to destroy them. But I, I got two, and I have them over in my Motu section. One of them, my, my uh, new school Tila, the new cartoon Tila is riding, and then the one that's, like, standing up. It's, like, standing on its back, on its back hooves with his uh, front hooves up in the air, like, like, like he's getting ready to, getting ready to attack. I put that one in a space where a figure would fit up on the shelves. It's really... Really cool, but anyway, I was coming back after purchasing those, and I, I hooked my shorts on a nail that was sticking out, and they tore, like, completely all the way down the leg, and I was so annoyed because these were, like, brand new shorts. They were, like, new, great, perfect, comfortable, and I was just so happy with them, and then just, like, yoinks! They went all the way down. This is an insider reference that I think maybe only Gino Vega is going to get. I look like a uh, Melvin Manhoof. Like I was wearing Melvin Manhoof's old, uh, old pride trunks. And I, I don't know, dude, I was gladiator style for a while. But you know what? I didn't let it get to me. I realized it just is what it is. When things happen, sometimes it's like easy to get down and like be annoyed by, by a situation. But you kind of got to realize that like something bad that happens to you. It isn't like a reflection of you as a person. It's not like anyone's going to see your ripped shorts and think that there's like, that you're a bad dude. They're going to think that you ripped your shorts and they're going to just go, man, I could imagine ripping my shorts. What a drag. It's not a big deal. So I, I went the whole day with the Melvin Manhoof trunks on and then believe it or not, the wife was able to sew them. So they're as good as new, maybe in a maybe even like a little bit better because now they have like the personal touch of uh, some seams uh, put back together, but there was that, and I was really proud of myself, honestly, for, like, holding it together so well, wearing wearing the man hoops. But, um, then there was a guy who came up to our table, and he was a nice guy, cool guy, friendly, nothing wrong with him. But he, he immediately, like, announced that he was an eBay reseller, and he wanted to know what we had that, uh, might have resale value. Which I found, I found kind of interesting, because you're like, well... I get it that you're going to pick me and that you're going to take some stuff that, that you think is cool. And I, I, I'm i fine with that. I have no problem with that. But it's weird for you to ask me 
to tell you what are like the best things that you can get at a best price. But I, at any rate, I said, well, you know, tapes are kind of hot right now. And I said, you know, show them the tapes. And I'm like, VHS is really hot right now. And I, I kind of pointed that out. But he ended up buying like a ton of stuff. I'm not even kidding. He, he had a giant pile of like VHS tapes, audio cassettes. He bought this bag of uh, Star Trek action figures that I brought with me. And he, he paid a pretty fair price, I'm going to say. He wanted a bargain, and I did give him a bargain, but it wasn't that much off what I was selling them for in the first place. But it was weird to me to just kind of, like, announce yourself as an eBay reseller. Because when I when I was kind of in that game a little bit, you sort of kept it on the low. Not that, like, there's any shame in reselling something, because there's not. I'm at the flea market right now. I'm reselling. There's no shame in it. But uh, you sort of play it low because you don't want people to feel like you're taking advantage of them. Like if I see something really cool and I go, wow, that's only five bucks, but I could sell it for a hundred. I don't announce it because I don't want them to know that I'm getting up on them because it's just, it's polite. You don't want to make somebody feel silly. And it's weird to like just do it so openly. Also, people are really open with looking things up on their phone. Like, they'll look at, uh, the prices of things, and that was, that was always kind of verboten when I was, when I was in that game. You sort of kept it on the low. Also, I feel like you want to flex, like, that you know what things are in your mind, as opposed to having to look them up. But, uh, you know, whatever, dude. It's, it's fine. Things, things change. Times change. There's always new stuff in the world, new styles, new Melvin Manhoof trunks, but, uh, I think Melvin Manhoof is actually fighting in a little bit. I, I was a big fan of his. I still am. He was like, um, like John the Beast Mugabe, the famous boxer, John the Beast Mugabe. He would go out there, swing hard, fight hard, knock guys out, and if he didn't knock him out, he would get knocked out in, in the effort. Very, very exciting, very powerful fighter, Mugabe and Manhoof both, but, uh, I think Manhoof is gonna be fighting on Bellator soon, if I, if I recall correctly, I was watching Bellator on Showtime, I, I do watch the fights from time to time, and I, I think they said that they had an upcoming fight with... Maybe Michael Venom Page and Melvin Manhoof? I'm not sure, but I I was surprised to see Manhoof's name out there, but uh, excited at the same time because you're going to get gonna get a good fight at any rate. I think we're going to head for the hills. This has been a fun show, dude. A lot of fun stuff in here. Make sure to check out the Mr. Sensational Gino Vega podcast. He has been killing it as of late. Make sure to check out Geekfest Rants. Carlos released an episode a few weeks ago about... Star Wars figures from deleted movie scenes that was dynamite. This guy knows his Star Wars figures, dude, and I love to hear him talk about it. That's honestly my favorite thing that goes on over at GeekFest Rants when he talks about Star Wars figures. I just can't get enough. He always finds some new spin on it to make it exciting, so make sure to check that out. GeekFestRants.com. Gino Vega on the Facebook, at Sensational Vega on the tweets. Uh, help us out, dude. We need some more Patreons over at SupportTheReport.com. We have The Derek Show which is everybody's favorite food, Cube Zombie Derek, with uh, fun guests and fun musical things and blah, 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 blah. It's dynamite. Best thing ever produced. We've got uh, At The Movies with I See Robots, where I talk about movies I've seen and stuff. Always have fun doing that. We got the Champion Sound. We got uh, the Horsepower Initiative Super Mixes out there for when you're out there hanging and banging. These things will get the, get the muscles growing on your body in a massive form. So... Please, helps keep the light on here. Helps to show me that you guys love me. And the only reason I do anything like that is to get love from strangers. So, supportthereport.com. This is me, Icy Robot, signing off. Saying, if you don't like the news, you're mixing your own. All right, um, man, bring an organ. And you know I got to have that. Some people, some people, some people, some people.
some people listen because they want a mystery Some people listen, then say we're whack But if they miss the show, they get a heart attack Now look at you, you're sitting there, biting your lip The whole world sees you as a hypocrite Live out the first law and let yourself preservation If the show doesn't help you, change the station If you don't want peace in the world Love, peace, and happiness in an endless world If all you want to do is keep the whole world back You're the one that's whack Yo slick blow. That's right. I feel robots radio is a listener supported endeavor. If you like what we do here and you look forward to new programming, consider helping us to bring fun stuff every week by heading over to supportthereport.com and tossing a few pounds into the hat. It's important to support things that you enjoy. Thanks and have a great week. Supportthereport.com Everybody love everybody. Right there up on the wall. I don't think so. Hoyt Axton. I've grown to miss it. Oh wow.